Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. ladies and gentlemen unbelievable under this nuclear deal being negotiated by the Russians on our behalf and for the Iranians the deal may actually allow Russia to buy excess quote-unquote processed uranium from the Iranians can you believe that mr. producer So we have Russia threatening us with nukes. We have Iran threatening us with nukes. The agreement assumes that Iran will produce nuclear material and excess nuclear material can be sold or given from Iran to Russia. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden is not just a stupid man. He is a dangerous man. He is a very, very dangerous man. Moreover, he doesn't want to allow Congress to even see this deal or have any role in this deal, despite federal law compelling it. We had Kevin McCarthy on this program a week ago today. And I specifically asked him, Has he been consulted at all? The head of the Republicans in the House. He said no. Jen Psaki had lied to the deuce. Had lied to Peter Ducey when she said that members of Congress were being consulted. Or she certainly misled the public. Apparently just some Democrats. This is remarkable. Now, we have a treaty clause in the Constitution. The reason Obama was able to get around the treaty clause in 2015 
is because of Mitch McConnell and Bob Corker and Ben Sass, among others. They decided to help pave the way to a nuclear deal, even though ultimately they would vote against it. But by pushing it outside the treaty clause compelled by the Constitution of the United States, those three stooges of Republicans, among others, and the Democrats, decided that this would not be a treaty. If this isn't a treaty, then what is a treaty? Now, this deal, Biden will argue, is nothing more than breathing life into the old deal, even though it's a significant departure from it. It's even worse, if you can believe it. That ensures that the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran has ICBMs that can deliver nuclear warheads to a theater near you. This administration will oversee not just the proliferation of nuclear countries, but the proliferation of nuclear countries that are avowed enemies that insist on blowing us off the face of the earth. In the case of the Islamo-Nazis in Tehran, they believe that this is their fundamental purpose in life and that it is compelled by God Almighty himself. So they're crazier than Putin. Now, the, re, the administration in Israel, in my view, is quite illegitimate, and it is extremely weak. It's like a coalition government that they have in Italy. Now they have this coalition government in Israel. The putative prime minister of Israel had exactly five members of his party elected to the Knesset of 120 members. But he was able to be the spoiler to prevent Netanyahu and the majority party, the Likud party, from retaining the prime ministership. And because Bennett wanted to be prime minister, he would not cut a deal with Likud. So he cuts a deal with a leftist by the name of Lapid and the other leftists and the Arab parties, which never been part of the government before, based on their own decision. And the Arab parties oppose the very existence of the state of Israel. That's how much Bennett wanted power, and yet he's a coward, much like Biden. He hasn't said a word in significant disagreement with this administration on a deal. Oh, he said, you know, don't lift terrorist sanctions against the Iranian Republican Guard and so forth, but he's not fought this deal. In fact, he says it's a fait accompli. He's realistic, he claims. We fight where we can win. Crazy. Capitulation on a matter of life and death. This is what's going on today. This is what's going on today. A couple other things before we jump in with both feet. Russia keeps talking about NATO, and one of the reasons they acted is because they felt that Ukraine was going to get into NATO. Why don't you read, then, what Putin actually said in July 2021 
That's not what he says. He says there's no difference between Russia and Ukraine. There's no difference between the Russian people and the Ukrainian people. In fact, he makes the point that Ukraine is Russian. Why don't we listen to what he says? Why don't we listen to what he writes? They have no no compunction in telling us what they think and believe, as did Hitler. But the New York Times chose to censor it. Just as major media and others in this country choose to ignore what Putin himself wrote, or at least embraced, perhaps somebody else wrote it. But it's, it's, it's a fully laid out essay, very much like Mein Kampf, about his views of history going back to, well, going back 1,200 years. And the language of the Russians and the common language of the Russians and the Ukrainians. And in fact, how the Poles and the Hungarians, in their previous forms, try to divide the Russians from the Ukrainians, and how, in fact, the Poles and the Hungarians, among others, actually occupy additional Russian territory, as do the Balkans and others. It's nothing to do with NATO. Nothing to do with giving them their space. Give them their space. So I just wanted to point this out. And then we have another poll. We talked about this Fox poll yesterday. We have an Associated Press poll. APNORC Center for Public Affairs Research. Uh, They say the concern about Russia has swelled and support for a major U.S. role in the conflict strengthened in the last month. Depends what that role is, of course. But Biden's negative approval rating has not budged, according to the poll. Few are very confident he can handle a crisis, and a majority think he lacks toughness in dealing with Russia. Only 43% of Americans approve of Biden, and a similar percentage approve of his handling of the relationship with Russia. Very similar to the Fox survey. And uh, let's see here as I read through it. The poll. Overall, do you think President Biden's response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine has been not tough enough? About right? Too tough. 56% not tough enough. That includes 43% of Democrats think it hasn't been tough enough, and 68% of Republicans think it has not been tough enough. Biden's on shaky ground with the American public. Only about a quarter are very confident that the president has the ability to handle a crisis, promote U.S. standing in the world, or effectively manage the U.S. military, though most have at least some confidence. Even among members of his own party, Biden faces pressure to do more in the Ukraine case. The polls show Democrats are closely divided over the president's response 43% 43% saying he's been, he has not been tough enough. 53% say he's been about right. And as I said, 68% of Republicans say he has not been tough enough. While support for a major U.S. role has grown since last month from 26 to 
In other words, the more the American people see this, the more the American people see the bombings, the slaughter, the more they feel that we need to do more, the more you do. And I don't disagree. We're not talking about being reckless. I don't see it in this poll, but I suggest if you saw a poll that asked the question, do you think we should send American troops? Overwhelmingly, people would say no. Do you think American jet fighters should be flying over Ukraine, just Ukraine, to protect their airspace, potentially shooting down Russian planes? I think the response would be overwhelmingly no. I think if you had a poll question to say, do you think they should get MiG-29s, it would be overwhelmingly yes. Because the polls are saying the American people want us to do more, a lot more. You want to know why? Because Putin is hated by most of you. You're not part of the Putin wing of the Republican or Democrat Party or of the media. I said there's really two, and there could be more, but two basic ideological groups that oppose America's involvement. Those who keep arguing it's not in our national security interest. And we have enough to do here at home. And those who do that and then add on top of it their propaganda on behalf of Putin and against the Ukrainians. And there's a difference between the two. And you can tell who's what. And the ones who, who mimic or regurgitate much of the arguments that are out there by the Russian regime are the ones who are offended the most when they're said to be part of the Putin wing by others and certainly by me. You'll have these false comparisons drawn. What about our border? Well, I think we should secure our border. I think we should secure our border, secure our national security, support our allies. These are things that a superpower does in order to defend itself. In order to defend itself. I don't think there's any question anymore that this is in our national security interests. Russia appears to be bogged down, but they're they're certainly killing as many civilians as they can, digging in, shooting missiles, artillery, everything they can. You see some of these cities, they don't even exist anymore. This is where Russia's done in Syria and Chechnya. Because Vladimir Putin is a mass murderer. He is a war criminal who commits atrocities and genocide. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people are dead at his hands. But this isn't Afghanistan, an endless war for Americans. We're not even directly involved in this war. We don't have any troops there. This isn't Iraq. We didn't invade Ukraine to protect it from the Russians. This isn't Libya. This isn't... We don't need to make comparisons, nonsensical comparisons. This is Ukraine that Russia invaded. Now, I'm not defending all military national security actions that have been taken by our country. Nor am I trashing our country every time we take military action either. But those actions, whether they're blunders or mistakes or whatever you think they are, have nothing to do with what's going on. 
in Ukraine. Nothing. It's not Afghanistan. It's not Iraq. Or whatever. And there's even more of a reason why this is in our national security interest. Just to emphasize the point. Just to emphasize it when I return. Mark Lovin. Folks, I'm here to talk to you about something very serious. Have you felt something changing in our country, that too many people no longer identify themselves as Americans first, but instead group themselves by race, class, or sex? That we're losing the common idea of justice, the melting pot that unites us. I'm talking about citizenship, folks. And if we lose the idea of citizenship, then we don't have a country. But there's something you can do. Get educated and then teach others. And my friends at Hillsdale College can show you the way. Hillsdale's new free course on American citizenship will help you learn about what's happening and why. The course is taught by our friend, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, who will equip you to help restore our country. You can sign up for free at levinforhillsdale.com. You'll learn about topics like the history of citizenship, the deep state, and even the Great Reset. Please sign up today to take Hillsdale's free course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Man, oh, Manischewitz, we've got so much to do here. Do you know that the questioning of uh, Judge Jackson had racial overtones, according to the Washington Compost, was flat-out racist, according to MSLSD, and certain counterparts at the Constipated News Network. It's an amazing thing when people claim they want equality in the media and elsewhere, but they really don't. They want a free pass. I'm sorry that Judge Jackson was questioned about her pathetically radical record, what she's written, what she has said, how she has ruled. And I will tell you right now, she's one of the biggest extremists ever nominated to sit on the Supreme Court, let alone likely to serve on the Supreme Court. Any Republican who votes votes for her must be defeated, any. And I mean that quite strongly. Any phony Democrat who pretends to be a moderate must be defeated. That includes Manchin and the rest of them. This is a lifetime appointment. Only nine people get to serve at one time. And these people have, because of the the unconstitutional expanse of judicial review, particularly in our cultural life, they have uh, a clean slate on remaking this country. Folks, I'm here to talk to you about something very serious. Have you felt something changing in our country, that too many people no longer identify themselves as Americans first, but instead group themselves by race, class, or sex? That we're losing the common idea of justice, the melting pot, that unites us. I'm talking about citizenship, folks. And if we lose the idea of citizenship, then we don't have a country. But there's something you can do. Get educated and then teach others. And my friends at Hillsdale College can show you the way. Hillsdale's new free course on American citizenship will help you learn about what's happening and why. The course is taught by our friend, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, who will equip you to help restore our country. You can sign up for free at levinforhillsdale.com. You'll learn about topics like the history of citizenship, the deep state, 
and even the Great Reset. Please sign up today to take Hillsdale's free course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I've been doing this around 20 years, and I call him as I see him. I call him as I see him even before I was doing radio. The Fox journalists have done a tremendous job covering the Russian war against Ukraine. Tremendous job. In theater and out of theater. I have to say. Those in theater have been extraordinarily brave. Of course, you know, they lost two of their people. And one of them is obviously severely wounded. We haven't heard from him or seen him. Uh, They have some very, very brave people who report in theater and have reported reported from war-torn and civil war-torn areas of the world before. But I just wanted to make that point, because I don't think it could be made enough. You have a lot of people sitting back here talking about events and so forth. These people are actually there, and they're giving us the news. And it's real news. It's not Russian propaganda. It's real news. Now, we have a report from the BBC here. A Russian landing ship has been destroyed and two other vessels have been damaged. The occupied Ukrainian port city of Berdansk, say Ukrainian officials, and they don't need to just say it. You can see it. You can see the smoke. The Ukrainian military posted footage early on Thursday today and said the Orsk had been hit by its forces. Details of what caused the explosion and fire on board the ship are unclear. Berdansk, which is west of the besieged port of Maripol, was seized four days after Russia invaded Ukraine. Russia says it has used the port as a base to ferry in equipment for its troops. Russian Army TV hailed the arrival of the Ornst and Berdansk last week as an epic event, as it was the first Russian warship to dock there. Yeah, well, now it's sinking. Drone footage filmed by Russian state TV reporter Murad Gazdiev showed an armored personnel carrier being offloaded from the Ortsk in the port. The armored vehicles were to be used to reinforce Russian troops, the TV report added. Now, while the Ortsk was said to have been destroyed, fire reportedly spread to other vessels as well as ammunition depot and a fuel terminal in the port. Footage from the scene appeared to show two ships sailing at, at speed from the port. Deputy Defense Minister Hanna Malyar Told Ukrainian, TV, <coughs> told Ukrainian TV that the military had hit a huge target, capable of carrying 20 tanks, 45 armored vehicles, and 400 troops. This is the thing. In December, the Ukrainians once again begged the Biden administration for harpoon missiles. Harpoon missiles are used, as you can imagine, to attack ships, naval ships, military ships. And the Biden administration turned them down. Now, I want you to think about this. Think about how many people would be alive today. Think about these 
these coastal cities that are being destroyed, Maripol among the top. Think about denying Russia the ability to offload tanks and thousands of troops from these ships. If the Ukrainians had been given, if the Ukrainians had been given these harpoon missiles to begin with. Let, let, me, let me tell you what's coming. What's coming is, I think, that due mostly to the Eastern European countries, certainly at first, but first and foremost, the Ukrainian people themselves, the Ukrainian military, and the civilians who are fighting. The Ukraine is holding on. And some days are better than others. The Russians are taking significant casualties. We're not getting casualty numbers very much on the Ukrainian side, but I can imagine the number of civilian deaths. It's got to be absolutely appalling with the pounding of these these towns and then these, these major cities. But regardless, when you listen to to great military thinkers like General Keene, General Kellogg, and others, you hear that the Russians are taking terrible, terrible casualties, and obviously they're not getting to where they want to go. They're digging in around these cities and bombarding them from a distance. They're not picking up much territory. At some point, listen to me clearly, because this is going to happen, Joe Biden, in one form or another, is going to declare victory. In some form, in some way, prior, prior to the 2022 elections in November, the off-year elections, that's what he's going to do. That's what his propagandists and surrogates around him are going to do. That's what his propagandists and surrogates on Capitol Hill will do. And that's what his propagandists and surrogates in the corrupt American media will do. They will laud Joe Biden's statesmanship, his leadership, the balance that he brought, the unity that he brought, and he's done none of those things. He's behind the eight ball every time. And he's arming the Iranians. He's literally arming them with nuclear weapons. And giving giving Russia both financial... And uh, in military back doors with the Iranians. I mean, they're warning the Chinese, you better not join with Russia. And they're supporting, if not funding, the Iranian regime to do exactly that. But let me move on here. So Biden is going to take credit, as he took credit for eliminating the Wuhan virus except he didn't eliminate it, remember? It came back, and was, then they blamed the uh, governors of uh, Texas and Florida, and then it went away again, and they thanked themselves, and it came back again, and then, oh, well, my goodness, you've got to keep wearing masks, you know, that sort of thing. Remember, they were celebrating July 4th, not for the founding of the nation, but Joe Biden single-handedly had arm-wrestled the virus to the ground, and then the peak started with more people dying in his first year than, than died during the 2020 
period when it first hit the country. But this is what Biden is going to do. He's going to arm the Iranians. And whatever happens in Ukraine, he's going to take credit for it if it's positive. And there sits a grave threat, communist China. Communist China does not fear Joe Biden. Remember that first meeting they had with the Secretary of State, Blinken. They do not fear him. What they fear is that they get the kind of resistance, should they invade Taiwan, that they see Russia is getting from Ukraine. In the importing of enormous amount of equipment to support Taiwan, perhaps from South Korea, Japan, the Philippines, and yes, from us. And it'll be very difficult because we do, in fact, have a carrier force in and around the South China Sea. They've created five militarized faked islands. We do, in fact, have North Korea in the neighborhood with long-range missiles. And it may not be so easy to pour equipment into Taiwan once and if hostilities break out because the largest navy on the face of the earth now belongs to China. I didn't say the best, I said the largest. And you will hear this word escalation again. Are we to escalate? What are we going to do? Sink Chinese boats? Get into gun, gunship fire with them? Attack their planes? Cut through their islands and around their islands in the South China Sea? Provocative will be said. Escalatory, it will be said. There's more of a chance for face-to-face combat in the South China Sea than there is in Ukraine. There is no NATO. There are other alliances, but there's no NATO. There's really no place to, to send all of our military support, which can then be secreted into a country like Ukraine. Taiwan is on an island called Formosa. It becomes much, much more complicated. So we should be helping the Taiwanese now. We should be getting them some of the air power they need now. We should be getting them the harpoon missiles they need now. We should be getting them the Stinger missiles, the air defense systems, the Javelin missiles. We should be getting them all of those things now. I have not read anywhere that any of this is taking place. Now, the funny thing is, I don't support war. You have to be insane to support war. I support helping the Ukrainians for many reasons, moral reasons humane reasons, but also because it's in America's national security interest to see that that war does not expand beyond those borders and that the Soviets, excuse me, that the Russians are stopped there, if not flat out defeated. I asked a question a month ago when this started, are the Ukrainians allowed to win? Because everybody kept saying, you know, Putin will have his back against the war, he might use nukes and Russia can't do this, excuse me, Ukraine can't do this, Ukraine can't, and I kept saying, what, they're not allowed to win? Which is absurd. You give them enough weapons 
to at least theoretically defend themselves, but they're not allowed to win, of course they should win. And the sooner the better. And it'll be up to Putin to tell his people that he actually won. He can claim victory. Maybe he took something or grabbed something or whatever he wants to do. He'll spin it his way. But we want to keep it out of NATO because that clearly does trigger the involvement of American troops, American jet fighters, American tanks, and all the rest. So you're not going to do that, (coughs) that is, keep it from spreading, by pretending that it's not going to spread. Moreover, you're sending a message to Xi in China. If you're not willing to help the Ukrainians, why would you be willing to help the Taiwanese? Plus, you're selling out the Gulf Arab states and Israel to Iran. So you can't take a simplistic view looking at one as opposed to the other. These countries are allied. They have alliances. They're watching what we do. They saw what happened at the end of Afghanistan. And so when people say, as I will repeat, we have enough problems here at home. Why are we looking for problems abroad? We're not looking for problems abroad. We're trying to prevent the next world war where America is directly involved. Now, I've said we're already seeing a world war, and I believe that. But the expansion of it and the use of American troops and so forth and so on, that's what we need to try to prevent. Reagan understood this. That's why he sent military equipment into Angola to support the freedom fighters there when the when the communist regime was trying to destroy that country. That's why that's why he did the same thing in Afghanistan against the Russians. He did it all over the world. In our own hemisphere, of course, with Nicaragua and in other places. A lot of people, particularly younger Putinoids or others, they don't remember any of this. They don't maybe know all of this. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I'm here to talk to you about something very serious. Have you felt something changing in our country? That too many people no longer identify themselves as Americans first, but instead group themselves by race, class, or sex? That we're losing the common idea of justice, the melting pot, that unites us. I'm talking about citizenship, folks. And if we lose the idea of citizenship, then we don't have a country. But there's something you can do. Get educated and then teach others. And my friends at Hillsdale College can show you the way. Hillsdale's new free course on American citizenship will help you learn about what's happening and why. The course is taught by our friend, Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, who will equip you to help restore our country. You can sign up for free at levinforhillsdale.com. You'll learn about topics like the history of citizenship, the deep state, and even the Great Reset. Please sign up today to take Hillsdale's free course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Shevitz, America, what a great Sunday show we have for you, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. If you cannot watch Life, Liberty, and Levin, the live version, you can always DVR it. You can hit the record button to record it every week. 
8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday night. It's an incredibly smart show this, this Sunday. We have Newt Gingrich and Victor Davis Hanson, two historians. And the two subjects we're going to delve into, Ukraine, Russia, the relationship with China and Iran, and the United States Supreme Court. You see, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, actually, sit and chew gum at the same time, the three of us. So it's going to be a very smart show with these guys. And uh, they're absolutely outstanding patriots. So I hope you'll watch this Sunday. You should go ahead and get your DVR set up now, I think, so you don't forget if you can't watch it live. What else are you going to watch live? Seriously. It's the number one, number one cable news show. I would call it a cable talk show on Sunday nights on any of the cable networks. In fact, we defeat CNN and MSNBC combined. Now, you'll never hear that from anybody else. Nobody else will ever write it up. So I have to tell you that. It's like American Marxism. It's the number one book of 2021, fiction or nonfiction. No exceptions. But if I don't tell you that, nobody will tell you that. Our radio ratings are through the roof. They're coming in again. If I don't tell you that, nobody will tell you that. Nobody writes it up. It's okay. I'm here. And we have really a tremendous, tremendous uh, group of subscribers over at Levin TV and the Blaze TV Network. It's really quite substantial. I can't get into the numbers, but they're significant. And we have great hosts there. Obviously, I'm there as well. So... Millions and millions and millions of people are hearing the message of liberty and security. Our podcast is intended to be a convenience for as many people as possible who can't perhaps hear the show when it's being presented on a terrestrial radio. So I believe in providing options to people. It's in the top 20 podcasts, sometimes in the top 15 podcasts, and it's basically my radio show. And so one of these days, I'm going to have a fresh podcast so I can show everybody how to do it. You know what I mean, Mr. Producer? We'll rock it to the top. I'm very competitive about these things. I shall return. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 3811. I am dialing in trying to bring up the uh, call board. Let's see here. See if it works. It did work. I have not taken calls in several days. I have so much more I want to talk about. 
But I want to talk to you folks too. Agree, disagree, not sure, that's fine. And so I wrote on my notepad here, which I don't write many things on, in the second hour, take calls. So I think we'll take some calls now, and then we will move on from the calls, something I rarely do, right, Mr. Producer, in the second hour at the top? Because I'm loaded. I've got a whole pile of things here that I want to talk about. But let's go on. Let us start with Philip in Canada. XM Satellite there. Philip has your... Prime Minister, uh, been locking up innocent Americans lately, or uh, excuse me, innocent Canadians lately, or has he calmed down? Uh, well, not lately. He's uh, He kind of got some blowback there. We have a Senate as well, and it's uh, kind of an appointed Senate, and even they couldn't pass his uh, his emergency act, whatever he wanted to pull there. And uh, yeah, we have a nickname for him. We call him Jack Boot Trudy. Anyways, I, I agree uh, with you. That's no, a great I, nickname. <laughs> We, I, you know, I called you, you know, I, I'm looking at this Ukraine thing. We, uh, I'm a third generation from Ukraine. Uh, I, you know, I had a person in my life who was very old, and her father came, like I said, her parents came from Ukraine. And, and uh, so there, I kind of have this, what I feel like a living memory of the starvation went through communism. And I always tell my children, 100 million people have died since then uh, because of Marx's ideology, whatever, since early 1900s. Um, but what I see happening today, and I'm, I'm nervous about, I have, seven sons and uh, seven and the oldest is nine seven yes seven sons and three daughters and have you ever considered reading magazines my friend uh i, I considered building a barn but then my wife told me she wanted to move in with me if that worked so oh. i don't know if that would work out maybe watch tv we got to find <laughs> something for you to do anyway go ahead anyways so i have a 19 year old boy right and what bothers mm-hmm. me with if we have a gentleman like uh um, if you want to call him a gentleman, like our prime minister in charge, who I feel is very light in the in the brain compartment, uh, do we really want to send our sons if all of a sudden a draft comes about into battle? Or- no, no, we don't. And who said they do? No, I, and that's what bothers me. And to square that corner, you know, uh, to have that brutality uh, because of some neophytes making some serious mistakes. Well, I, I'm asking, has Trudeau talked about sending troops to Ukraine? Um, I don't think so. Well, not not currently. Well, but, but not what, at all. They, they have sent troops to and Europe. And neither are we. Yeah. Well, that's called NATO. Well, we're supporting NATO. And I don't know what you're doing in Canada. I didn't know you're part of NATO. But that said... Um, I'm not aware of anybody suggesting, at least in this country, that we put in place a draft and start sending American troops into into Ukraine. What we're doing is we're muscling up NATO, because NATO, we've had a long-term obligation there uh, since after World War II. You know the history of that. It's kept the peace for a very, very long time. And that is the purpose of NATO. So nobody in our country here is proposing sending troops into Ukraine. Now, if you're concerned that this can get out of control, then you agree with me yeah, that this battle needs to be fought and, quite frankly, won in Ukraine. Because yeah. if Putin wins, if you read what he wrote and the things he said last summer, they're right there in black and white. He has no intention of stopping in Ukraine. No. no. And moreover, you have China that's watching what's taking place and how we react. 
uh, and other enemies all around the world. So it does have an impact. And 85% of the American people think that Ukraine is a, is a matter of our national security interest and related to our best interest. I happen to agree. That doesn't mean you recklessly intervene, you know, like some people would have us do, just start throwing American soldiers in there and so forth. This is not Afghanistan. This is not Iraq. It's none of those things. You there? Yeah, I'm right here. Yes, sir, buddy. No, and, and that's what you know. What bothers me is we have these lightweights with, uh, in, when it comes to thinking in charge of our countries. And I've watched. But we're we're going to have lightweights regardless. My my views are not based on what the lightweights are thinking or doing. My views are based on what I think is in the best interest of the American people. Yeah. And that is, you're going to have a lightweight in there no matter what. So the question is, you're going to have a lightweight in there doing the right thing or the wrong thing. The goal here is to avoid an all-out war where we and you guys in Canada are participating directly with troops. And you cannot avoid that if, uh, if Putin is able to uh, fight his way through Ukraine and then they move into some of these other st- countries, which he also claims. It's not, you know, that will clearly drag us into a war. Yeah, uh, you know I, what you're saying, and it's supporting uh, good thinking. You know, uh, good solid defense or offense, whatever preemptive offense is a very good thing to keep our countries free. And we need to keep talking about freedom because freedom is important. And in Canada, there's a good base of conservatism. Uh, lots of times, Americans think we're all socialists. I'm a, as conservative as it gets, and so is my wife and my family that I know. Uh, so yeah, keep it up, Mark. I really appreciate listening to you all the way up here in northern Canada. Yeah. Well, well. God bless you, Philip. We have big listenership in Canada, believe it or not. And we have a problem with freedom in our own country. We have this American Marxist movement. You certainly have it in Canada, too, uh, where they're trying to brainwash our children against our country, uh, where they want to put somebody on the Supreme Court who is utterly unqualified in terms of her uh, judicial philosophy and the way she approaches the Constitution. And if you dare to say that, you're obviously attacked. I don't care. I'm attacked anyway. All right, Philip. Thank you, my friend. You take care of yourself. It's a good caller. Let's jump in. Dimitri, Springfield, New Jersey. I think every state has a town, at least one named Springfield. The great WABC. Go right ahead. First of all, thank you for uh, your hard work. And second, um, I have an idea with the nuclear deal with Iran. Why we don't give them the missiles too? This way they can, you know, <laughs> don't spend time. Tongue in cheek, I know, you're being sarcastic. Yeah, why don't we give them the, he's saying, if you're going to give them the nukes, you might as well give them the missiles too. I wouldn't be surprised with this administration. <clears throat> Excuse me, it is absolutely shocking. I hope, they, I hope they don't listen. They're going to take the idea and say, good. You know, uh, Biden, in my view, really should be impeached for this. Should be impeached for violating federal immigration law on the border. Uh, these are real impeachable offenses, not the cockamamie fake issues that they brought up against Trump. Thank you for my for your call, my friend. I appreciate that. Let's keep going. Let's go to Moses, our friend Moses, North Bergen County, New Jersey, the great WABC. Moses, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I am doing outstanding, Mark. It's always an honor to talk to you, and it's great to hear that you're doing well as well. Thank you, buddy. 
Yes, sir. You know, so, Mark, what I wanted to talk about is mainly, like, you know, a concern that I have, that it's, it's, you see it more and more every day, that the Democrats have basically built an infrastructure, and they're building upon it, that is, like, it's collusion with the media, with culture, with big tech, with all these companies, that it's, a, it's, a, it's an infrastructure that's going to be able to derail any single Republican administration in the future. And I really hope that on day one, Republicans are able to tackle this. So what I want to see, Mark, is... Number one, I want to see the whistleblower testifying in public with every single former member of President Trump's National Security Council and, and also Adam Schiff's staff that they were colluding with. They need to be testifying, they need to be investigated day one. Also, all these companies that are saying that, um, you know, that, that Republican administrations on the governor level, that these states are racist, saying that the voter integrity law, there's something wrong with that, that it's anti, you know, anti-minorities in Georgia, or the don't say gay bill in Florida. You know what? These CEOs, they need to be brought in front of Congress and just debate what provisions specifically do you have a problem with? Explain mm-hmm. and defend your position, because they're effectively blackmailing Republican states and acting as an arm of the Democrat Party. And then what's even worse, is that look what's happening with James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, mm-hmm. right? The FBI is acting like basically like the German Gestapo for Joe Biden, right? Mm-hmm. Going after them because of Ashley Biden's diary and all the information coming out from that. And then what's even worse today, which just broke in the last hour and a half, they're now exposing text messages of Clarence Thomas's wife, which is outrageous and made me want to call because there needs to be put a stop to this because the Democrats, they're not going to stop. They're going to get even worse and worse now that they know they're going to be losing power. And I really hope that day one, Republicans, they respond in kind and never allow this behavior to happen Well, let me again. just say this before we run out of time. You're not going to see this in the Senate until they remove Mitch McConnell. It's not going to happen because he is a absolute rat fink. This is a man who just plods along, who allows the, the swirling around our society, this American Marxist movement. He doesn't take it seriously. He's a man who is obsessed with his own power as minority or majority leader. Um, he, he, is, he is clearly a man of Washington. He backed Ford against Reagan. He backed anybody against Trump. He hated the Tea Party, and he's fearful of the movement that's rising up now, which is likely to give a majority to the House and to the Senate if the Republicans don't blow it. Uh, they've already blown gerrymandering. We've already lost like a dozen seats throughout the country, despite the fact we control half or so of the state legislatures. They control most of these courts. They use the Civil Rights Act of 1965, called the Voting Rights Act, uh, to advance their cause. They are very strategic. They are very tactical in their implementation of their views and what they do. Uh, they've, they've destroyed the election process in many, many states, which is why you're not allowed to talk about the last election. Oh, don't, don't, don't stop talking about it. Uh, but anyway, Moses, I want to thank you, my friend. You're a very sharp dude. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. 
Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Mark, Mark, yes, I'm here. What would you do in response to Putin threatening to use nukes? Or the intel we have that he might use chemical warfare? Tell you what I would do. What other presidents have done. You know, you can learn from these things. Now, I would publicly state, I want Mr. Putin to understand that if he uses weapons of mass destruction, that the United States of America, with or without its NATO allies and other allies, will respond with a full-scale retaliation. You don't have to define what it is. You and your advisors, people who counsel you and so forth, need to be prepared. That's what you need to do. A full-scale retaliation. And so you make it abundantly clear in advance. You're not reacting to the use of chemical weapons. You're not reacting to potential nukes. You're making it abundantly clear about what's on the table. You have no choice but to make that abundantly clear. You're not provoking this. You're not the aggressor. You're not escalating. I tell this to all my American first-year friends. This is what you do. This is what you must do. That there will be a full-scale retaliation. That's what you will trigger. That's what Reagan would say. That's what Trump would say. I know this. I spoke to him. And there's certain things you don't say. Like all the things you're not going to do. You keep the enemy guessing, except to the extent you want the enemy to know what they better not do. You got to be smart about this stuff. And Joe Biden, of course, is not. And then we get the answer. That wonderful gentleman from Canada. Well, that's why I'm concerned if we get into war and then Biden's a Well, I'm concerned about it, too. The things I talk about aren't intended to get us into a war. It's intended to keep this thing confined. And stop blaming America for the genocidal head case that is Vladimir Putin. There's nothing we did to trigger this. Nothing. Nothing. It's not because certain people like war or want war. Moreover, this is not Afghanistan and Iraq and Libya and so forth and so on. We see what Putin is doing. We see how he's slaughtering people. So you can throw up Iraq or whatever all you want. The question is, this is going on today. 
And we know what Putin has in mind because he splattered it in an essay in July. We know about his alliance with China. It's real. They made it very public. And we know about both of their alliances with Iran. It's real. The American people are smart. Overwhelming number of the American people, you, believe that it is in our national security interest to support and help Ukraine. You don't want to send troops, I'm sure. You don't want to send our jets into Ukraine, I'm sure. But there's so much that can be done, and, and even more. Where is it written that the Ukrainians have to lose? I keep saying this week after week after week, and now others are regurgitating the exact same point. We shouldn't lose faith in our country. We shouldn't lose faith in ourselves. There are people who are tearing down our country in order to build up Putin. These are the Putinoids. These are the people I refer to. They're not just arguing that it's not in our national security interest to help the Ukrainians, an argument that I, I, I reject, but that's okay. At least it's an argument. These are people who are effectively mouthpieces for him. And then they say, what, I'm not allowed to discuss? You're allowed to discuss it, but you're going to be criticized as much as I am or anybody else is. Free speech is free speech for everybody, baby. That's the way it works. We're going to go to Greg Lorton, Virginia, that great WMAL. Greg, how are you, sir? Good, sir. How are you? An honor to speak with you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to make a comment, and I can't tell you how much I agree with you that this must be stopped in Ukraine. And I... Being a father of two sons uh, in the United States military, wow. I know that we should ex- you know, explore every option before we put troops in. But I myself believe that this is so important that I would support sending my two boys over there to stop this in its tracks. Well, I pray to God that's not necessary. And I want to thank you and your sons for being the heroes and patriots that they are. Let's hope that's never necessary. And God bless you, my friend. I'll be right back. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. (laughs) 
Do you ever talk back to your radio? Then you must be listening to Mark Levin. Pick up the phone and call 877-381-3811. I know this is going to sound corny, square, and so forth. Most days I pinch myself that I live in the greatest country in the, in the world, on the face of the planet. Indeed, the greatest country there ever was. We are so blessed to be here. We are so lucky to be here. People came before us to bring us to this land, one way or another, or to be brought to this land, even against their will. But we're so fortunate to be here, however we got here. And in our heart of hearts, we all know this. Even the most evil and hateful among us, because they never leave. They don't go back looking at their ancestry 20 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, and say, you know what, I'm going back. They don't. And so... These efforts within our own country to destroy America, to destroy its history, rather than learn from it, to destroy its economic system, to lie about it, are suicidal. They're insane. Absolutely insane. I want to go to Adam Joplin, Missouri, listening on the right K Z R G. Yes, Adam, go right ahead, please. Mark, I, I just want to say first off, man, I I've listened to you since uh, 2008. I've loved every aspect. I've agreed with you on probably 85 percent. Maybe I, I would even say more than that. And you know, I'm, I'm 38 years old. I've I've seen. I was through 9-11. I was a senior in high school watching it on the TV. I, uh, I, I've been through two recessions. I've been through Barack Obama's charade. You know, I was affected by, you know, what job I had at that time. And, and So you lived you know, a life of a 38-year-old up to the age of 38, like most Americans. And what did it teach right. you? And it taught me to question everything. It mm-hmm. taught me to research. My daughter, she was diagnosed with a terminal brain cancer when she was five. And oh, she's God. been gone for four years now. And ever Oh, since my then, goodness. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I've researched anything and everything, you know. And, and what I'm getting at is, is that as I'm looking at all of this unfold and mm-hmm. all of the propaganda that I've seen with COVID, what I've seen with with uh, uh, the Fed printing money since 2008, $28 trillion debt. It's actually more than that. I do believe that you did some mathematics on that, and it was right. somewhere in the neighborhood of 30s and 40s of trillion. No, 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 no. It's actually over $200 trillion when you take in uh, um, so-called entitlement obligations. Right, and it's absolutely ridiculous to the American okay. taxpayers. I, I, want to, I want you to make your point before I have to go. Uh, so my point is, is that we're being told and fed all these lies. I want to know what was in those eight bioweapons labs that allegedly that we had some sort of... All right, of Adam, Adam, Adam. We're not being told anything. 
we're learning. There's international media. There are people on the ground from independent media that we're being told. I don't watch NBC or ABC or CBS. I don't pay attention to MSNBC or CNN just to mock them. I'm not here listening to what Biden has to say about the biolabs and so forth and so on. There are certain facts. Those labs were built by the Soviet Union. Those labs, uh, the Ukrainians, and we are trying to figure out what to do with them and what to do with the stuff in them. There's no conspiracy going on with those labs. So there were there? several countries that have that have came out and said that they wanted a ceasefire in order to, so that they could do an investigation. In the, in the, well, in how the, are you going to have a ceasefire when the Russians invade a country and they won't negotiate a so peace? That, I mean, I, I don't understand. What I thought was preposterous about that the most is the fact that the U.N. thought, well, we can just have a ceasefire and, and so we can investigate it whenever there's a live war. Wow, it's that easy? How oh, can oh, we have okay, a- but we're not going to have a ceasefire right now. They're destroying Ukraine. They're slaughtering their people. They're, they're taking down their buildings. Why are you focused on these old Soviet-era labs? Well, I'm also focused on how come Israel isn't completely 100% against I against mean, what? Against uh, the what Putin has claimed that he is, is doing, ridding the ridding the Ukrainians of these of these of these Nazis. Why do you care where Israel stands on this of all countries? Why does that matter to you? Because I've because I've loved Israel since I started. Well, I'll tell you the, the problem Israel has. The problem Israel has is that we let Russia into Syria. Obama did. Russia controls the airspace over Syria and anywhere else at once in the Middle East. The Israelis have to hit Hezbollah units, Iranian units, and even Syrian units that are in airspace that the Russians control, and the Russians let them go in and hit it. That's the dirty little secret. When Hezbollah, excuse me, when Hamas was raining missiles down on Israel, Israel went in and attacked them. Now imagine what Israel would have to do if the Russian Air Force, if they had to engage the Russian Air Force. And that's why this deal with Iran is so sinister. For not just Israel, but, 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 but Egypt, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, all these countries. It's because now Syria is going, excuse me, now Russia is going to have a special relationship with Iran because Iran's going to provide it with a financial backdoor to get around the sanctions, and Iran's going to provide them, apparently, with, under the deal that the Russians negotiated, excess uh, nuclear materials that they develop. And so, what are these Arab states in Israel going to do now? So, that's why I haven't focused on what is Israel doing about this. Israel's scared to death. They're not sure what the hell to do about all this because the Biden administration's put them in a horrific position, as it has everybody. So I don't, I don't take second place to anybody when it comes to Biden and this administration and the destruction they are doing overseas and here. But I want to stay focused on this, which is, putting everything aside, the Ukrainian people are being slaughtered. They didn't provoke anything. Vladimir Putin has explained why he's trying to take over Ukraine in a uh, multi-thousand word essay in July of this past summer. 
And it has nothing to do with NATO. It has nothing to do with anything else. He wants that territory because he believes it's Russian territory. It doesn't even have to do with the old Soviet Union. He goes back to the nine to the to the nine, 900th century 1200 years ago that's what he writes i encourage you to read it and he's not done after ukraine according to this essay he doesn't believe poland he doesn't believe hungary uh are are fairly considered sovereign nations and so forth he believes that they manipulated the map way back when and so this guy's serious about what he wants to do and we ought to read what he says and listen to what he means Anyway, I want to thank you, and I'm terribly, terribly sorry about the passing of your child. Well, let me ask you a question. May I ask you a personal question, Adam, if you don't mind? Go ahead. How do you handle that? So, I, I, you know, I hope a lot of people are listening to this because my daughter, whenever she was diagnosed, uh, it was DIPG, which stands for Diffuse Intrinsic Pontine Glioma. It's, it's, uh, they're given nine months to live. That's it. There's no cure for it. As a matter of fact, Mark Arm, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mark Armstrong, Neil Armstrong's daughter was diagnosed with it in the 60s. It's, it's, there's, only one, there's only one treatment, and it's radiation. But how I live with it is, is that my daughter, you could take her to the only city. You could take her to a city dump. You could take her to a salvage yard, okay? And she would find the only flower, or she would see the only butterfly. Mm. And she always had a smile on her face, except for whenever she had the dexamethasone, which is a high, it's a high steroid. They call it the Dr. Jekyll and, and, uh, and, uh, Mr. Hyde, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. But, um, she would find the only thing that would possibly make you happy. And my son, who is now 13, he was eight at the time. You know, I had to, we tried to do everything we could, you know, and, 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 and explain to him. But the one thing that I tell my son, and as well as others, whenever they ask, I, I generally, I just, I don't like to make it about me. I try to make it about her. You know, mm-hmm. if I could find that only butterfly and that only happy spot out there that I know that she would see and just be just in heaven just looking at it and that is how you should live your life not focusing on such negativity all the time and i tell people when you start focusing on the negativity you fall into a big deep dark hole and when you fall in that hole it's like debt if you miss a payment it's hard to get out of it <laughs> and let me let me, let me say falling, this to you let me say it because i have to break you're a remarkable young man remarkable young man and uh, your daughter sounds so precious and so beautiful and so brilliant. What was her name, may I ask? Her name was Brinley Ashlyn Nicole. And she was beautiful. And But mm-hmm. we learned a lot about yeah. childhood cancer. And, you know, there was one thing I'll say real quick that I was mad at Rush because mm-hmm. he had the platform. He had the platform that he could talk about about how cancer research and, and things like that, you know, but he didn't. And that, and I commend him for that, but at the same time, I was mad. <laughs> because he could have But I thought he did. Not as much as what I wish he would have. <laughs> but, but he no. did more than most, to be honest with you. He did. When he had that fundraising for childhood uh, 
cancer, including leukemia and so so forth. Yeah. All right, Adam, I, I appreciate it very, very much. You take care of yourself, my friend. Uh, Russ spent a lot of his money and a lot of his private time on it, too, just so you folks know. And, of course, ultimately it was cancer that took his life, as it took my parents' life. Okay. That puts things in perspective, doesn't it? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Let's go to Hamid, San Jose, California, originally from Iran. How are you, sir? Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Levine. Uh, based on what you said, uh, Iranians are doing in, uh, in uh, Syria, plus Lebanon, plus Yemen, plus Iraq. I don't understand. America spends a lot of, a lot of billions of dollars on intelligence. Isn't the administration getting this information? Yeah, Why are exactly. they trying to make a deal with Iran? and take the revolutionary guards out of the uh, uh, terrorist list. They are going to give them more power. We're going to pay for it here. Just just give you an example. Last week, the Houthis from Yemen sent a couple of missiles to Aramco, to a couple of uh, uh, oil refineries in Saudi Arabia. It didn't mm-hmm. take even two minutes. Prices of oil went up. Who is going to pay for it? Everybody in America is going to pay for it. I don't understand what... Uh, aren't people in administration understand this situation? Why are they trying to make a deal with the Iranians? It's absolutely insane. Uh, Biden has around him the same people who advised Obama on this. Uh, the American negotiator is a complete uh, disaster. Uh, let alone having uh, the Putin regime as the lead negotiator. And the the Islamic regime is going to get over $100 billion, it's predicted. Uh, They'll be able to sell their oil to whomever they want, uh, including China. Uh, They will, in fact, be able to use their money for terrorist activities. John Kerry said in the first deal, he understood that, but there's not much we can do about it. They've already violated every, every rule. Even the U.N. has said that this deal that's being negotiated is not a good deal. Even people on the original American negotiating team have quit, two of them. Even individuals in the State Department that's very hostile to Israel uh, are leaking about this. 
And you'll notice there's not a lot of talk about this on TV. I've tried to light the fuse on this and push this as hard as I can. Some people are starting to pick it up. Uh, But not enough, because this will arm the Iranian regime, which is a fanatical regime with nuclear warheads within a relatively short period of time. They are racing toward that objective. And as Benjamin Netanyahu said on my Sunday show, you think all these other countries are going to sit back and watch? Do you think uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and Egypt and the others are going to sit back and watch? No. He said you're going to have multiple countries now in the Middle East and elsewhere with tripwires all over the place. And particularly in the third world, they're going to see that the United States actually assisted a, an enemy, a hostile regime. Why? Because they're insane, sir. Absolutely insane. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 Three eight one one, Mr. Producer, what is this about Ginny Thomas, the wife of Clarence Thomas, and her texts? They've been leaked. Can you send me that? Must have happened while I'm on the air here. By the January 6th committee again? I have to wonder who else would do it, right? Let me see here, ladies and gentlemen. Just bear with me. This is uh, live and national here. Uh, Mr. Producer is going to send this to me. I, I, I'm very concerned about this. We have a wonderful guest coming up, my buddy Charlie Kirk, Turning Point USA. He's actually a renaissance man. He's also got a top podcast. He's got a radio show. Got a beautiful wife, although I do too. We have to admit that. But I definitely want to look at that. Did you send that to me? All right, what the hell's wrong with my computer? It's just unbelievable. I never get my stuff on time here. I'm going to take one quick look here. Spare with me, folks, because this is a big deal. Clarence Thomas has not returned to the court. Uh, he is a national treasure, so I hope he's able to do that soon. I don't know what the issue is. I, I don't try to butt into people's personal lives, so I will not call Ginny or email her to ask her 
Um, she wants to let me know. She can let me know. All right, let's see if we can find that because so far I can't. And I understand. What did you send me here? That Charlie's been banned from Twitter? Suspended from Twitter. Because why? Open your microphone. Rachel Levine, who used to work at a top slot uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, now works at HHS, assistant HHS secretary, had a uh, lapotomy. You know what a lapotomy is, Mr. Producer? I think that's the technical phrase, having never gone to medical school, but reading many medical journals, of course, he had a lapotomy. So now he's a she. Now the problem with he being a she with a lapotomy is that's not what makes a he a she. Now I learned this, I think, in eighth grade about chromosomes, double X chromosomes, XY chromosomes, something like that, my memory serves. It's been a long time, long time since I've delved into this or even had a reason to. You know, I'm like old-fashioned. You have that, you're a guy. You don't have that, but you have the other thing, you're a female. I mean, God works in wondrous ways. So, uh, Rachel Levine, um, had a lapotomy, I think, and self-identifies as a female. And I think the Babylon Bee, which is a hilarious site, intended to be hilarious, and Charlie Kirk, who's a very, very bright young man, dared to point that out. Is that the problem, Mr. Producer? And they're not biologists, I suppose. But if a biologist pointed it out, I guess they'd be uh, suspended too. So for that, he's suspended from Twitter. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as you well know, I resigned from Twitter year, year and a half ago. I resigned from Facebook year and a year and a half ago because I refused to participate in their insanity. I'm a big boy. I'm 64 years old. I don't need the pukes, the phonies, and the frauds in big tech, whether based in Seattle or based in Cupertino or wherever, telling me what a guy is and what a gal is. I already know that. This is why I live in my own culture, ladies and gentlemen. I have my own bubble. I choose to not participate in the other one because it's weird. Now, I understand that other culture is a problem because it undermines what mankind has known for what? A couple thousand years? For a couple thousand years, it was understood. If you have children, you can cover their ears. And if you have a penis, you're a male. If you have a vagina, you're a female. May I say those words, Mr. Producer? I don't mean to be technical, but that's the way it is. I don't mean if you apply one to yourself or remove one from yourself, you do whatever you want with yourself. I don't really care. I don't care. But to impose your views on five-year-olds is a whole other story. And this is what the governor of Florida And his legislature said, you may not do. And so we have a large number of people working at Disney 
who are insisting that your little kids be taught about this stuff. Your little kids, your five-year-old little Frankie, your six-year-old little Joyce, maybe your seven-year-old little Ali. I don't know, whatever. And that you have no recourse to stop it. Just pay your damn property taxes or lose your home. In Florida, they said, no, we're not going to do that. But Disney Corporation considers that to be bigoted, as do many of its employees. Not all. There are conservatives there who are rational human beings, but the others. They insist that this don't, they call it the don't say gay law. Now, this was manufactured by the Democrat Party and the radical left kooks. Nobody said don't say gay. You can say gay. What they said is don't indoctrinate our little babies on this stuff. We get to decide how to raise our children. Not the LGBTQI plus community. Not the coward corporatists at Disney or any other disgusting corporation. And by the way, Disney is no longer for families. I'm just telling you the truth. You can get ripped off somewhere else. Go to a different park. What's the other one near Disney? I don't remember. Do you remember? Go to Universal. So far, Universal Studios. I don't think they're doing this stuff. Maybe they are, but I don't think so. Go somewhere else. Mickey, Minnie. Is Minnie a woman? Is Minnie a girl? I dare not ask. And by the way, to ask a Supreme Court nominee that question is to paint you as a white supremacist racist. It's an amazing thing, what's going on in this country. So Rachel Levine was born a male. She, he, had procedures done to her, him. Remember, I'm trying to follow the proper, or it, I guess, right? Rachel is not a birthing person. That's an impossibility. So Rachel is a non-birthing she person. Is that how that goes, Miss? I'm totally mixed up. And so Twitter comes to the defense and starts suspending and banning people. Now, keep in mind, these social media sites, they still allow the Islamo-Nazi regime, Nazi regime in Tehran their leader, the head Islamo-Nazi. He can go on social media, even though if they find out that you've transitioned, that you've done a lopotomy, or conversely, an adotomy, an adotomy or a lopotomy, you will be murdered in the public square. That's how they think. That's what they'll do. So he still has a voice. But if you're Charlie Kirk or the Babylon Bee and you dare to mention a scientific fact, hello, a scientific fact, you must be suspended. My advice, resign from these sites. Leave these bastards in your dust. I'll be right back. Mark in.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We'll get to uh, Ginny Thomas's texts in a moment. But first, I have a wonderful guest, Charlie Kirk. And you know, the interesting thing about conservatives is we share the same principles, the same values, but sometimes we disagree on things. Most of the time, we don't. When you look at Clarence Thomas, speaking of Ginny, and uh, the late Justice Antonin Scalia, these were two great patriots. And you know, they didn't agree on all the big issues. They would come at them, some of them, with the same analysis, but come up with a different conclusion. And that's the great thing about conservatives, constitutional conservatives. This is how we are. We have our shared principles, but we think independently. Charlie Kirk is very busy. He's running Turning Point USA. He's got a fantastic radio show with Salem, including on the great WABC. He's got a top podcast. Charlie, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. Honored to be here. Well, I'm very sorry you're suspended from Twitter, my friend, but I wouldn't have known it because I don't go on Twitter. <laughs> See, you're much smarter than I am. Um, I'm yeah, a free this, man. This I don't story. care what they do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm as free as you are. The whole thing's so wild. And, you know, we got suspended a couple of days ago for a tweet we sent about a, couple, a week before, basically laying out some facts that this... Um, Rachel Levine character that is now been no relationship appointed. Yep, and I made sure the uh, the pronunciation was completely different. Might I right. just just to make sure? <laughs> yes. Um, and I said they, I used a factual kind of narrative that Levine's first name used to be Richard, and this is now something called dead naming, which you're not allowed to do on Twitter which is to even mention that a trans person had a prior name. And so I tweeted that out, and it was met with um, great support from, obviously, people that live on Team Reality. Uh, but then uh, Twitter decided to um, – they, they, they gave you a choice. And this is the interesting part, Mark, is that you know they said, okay, if you will acknowledge that this tweet was against our rules and you press this red button, delete, you can get access to your Twitter account. And most people would do that without thinking twice. And I, I told our team, we're not pushing that button. We're not going to do that. Yeah. I did nothing wrong. We're not, we're not going to play by this Maoist social credit system. And, Mark, you warned against this in American Marxism. That this is the playbook. It really is. It's really unbelievable, the extent of censorship. I know people say these are private companies. They're mostly private companies. Uh, but they're no more private than ExxonMobil, which is regulated through the teeth, and they're much more powerful. All right, Ukraine, honestly, and don't be offended by this, I'm so busy I can't listen to everybody else. What is your view of this? No, I'm not offended at all, Mark. And by the way, I just want to say your commentary has been has been super compelling. I think we're actually going to agree on this, mostly. Yeah. I mean, I think Putin's a thug. He's evil. I've said that the entire time. 
I just don't have faith in Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin to pull off any form of military intervention. I, mm-hmm. I lost complete faith in our national security team after Afghanistan. So I'm skeptical. And mm-hmm. so I'm just trying to contribute to the conversation that if we were to do something for the Ukrainian people who are the true victims here, I don't know if I trust our national security team to pull it off. I really don't. And that saddens me to say I wish I had the full confidence that our the head of our armed forces Mark Milley was someone that I felt really had the wisdom and the prudence to pull off something necessary and sophisticated. Uh, That's number one. And the second thing, Mark, that I do want to, I don't know if we disagree on this at all, is that when Biden says that we need to bring American values to Ukraine, he said that, Mm -hmm. you know, and bring it across Europe. I don't think he's talking about the American values you and I share. He's -hmm. talking about BLM flags on embassies or LGBT flags, you know, outside of, you know, whatever, and or a Planned Parenthood clinic on every corner. And so I don't even know if we disagree much on that. I'm just, my view has been, I don't trust the current regime to pull off whatever might be necessary to be done. I I have zero confidence in them whatsoever. That is a very fair point. Uh, I guess most of my ire has been focused on people who literally come to Putin's defense or spew his talking points. Uh, This I have a problem with or claim that this Mm -hmm. has no national security value at all. The vast majority of the American people see it. And I do have the same concern that you do uh, in that regard, particularly in the Oval Office. My only response to that is these Ukrainians are doing the fighting. Millie's not the general in charge, and I fear that this thing could leach out to these other countries, which would trigger trigger mm-hmm. uh, our NATO agreements, and then Millie and Austin and and the and the so-called commander in chief will have a lot more to do with this than they do right now. So I worry about that. I worry about. Um, by the way, YouTube canceled CPAC. Did you know that? I didn't, but that doesn't shock me, Mark, at all. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt <laughs> myself, but my wife just sent me this. YouTube canceled CPAC. I didn't even know that. Anyway, let me just finish. So, so and, I, and, I, and I don't bifurcate this from China because they, there's an alliance or Iran or so forth and so on. On the other hand, I am not John McCain. I am not Lindsey Graham. I'm not any of these guys that are, that are looking to bloody somebody's nose all the time. And I think that is a huge mistake. We only have so many resources. We only have a certain amount of an attention span. And, but this, to me, is different. And to watch them slaughter these Ukrainians day in and day out, and to know what he said in July, that this is really, to him, just the beginning, is what grabs my attention. But um, mm-hmm. I, do a, I, I absolutely understand your point. I mean, Millie, even now, said uh, Kiev will fall in three days. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. In no idea what he's doing. And then, Mark, I see we, live 80, we leave $85 billion of weapons yeah. behind in Afghanistan. We give up Bagram Air Base. And, you know, I'm supposed to believe that we can do successful weapon transfers. I want to believe that. I do. I just... Well, I, we I'm have done some. Comes, which is good. And I, I, I believe that, and I've seen that. I just... I'm on my... I'm on pins and needles with... Mm-hmm. This current group of CRT defending woke generals and from Biden on down, I do not think we have our best. And that's not an indictment of our military. I mean, our military is the best on the planet ever. It's, it's, it's the guys that made those decisions that humiliated us in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. 
Well, our troops are not involved in that way right now. They're not being sent into Ukraine, which I would oppose. Our pilots are not flying over Ukraine, which I would oppose. Uh, this is sort this sort of thing that Reagan would do, uh, providing armaments as as many and as and as cutting edge as possible to defeat the Russians in uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, and and it's pretty obvious to me that Biden isn't taking the lead. The Poles are taking the lead. The Eastern Europeans are taking the lead. And these are a lot of governments that are that are very close to us. They're considered quote unquote right wing. The Hungarians, the Romanians. And they're trying to arm up the Ukrainians, too, because my attitude is this is where Putin wanted to fight. Then this is where we fight. We cannot let it bleed into NATO. We cannot let it bleed into a major world war with all these other countries involved. And um, we can talk about this more another day. Anyway, Charlie, I want to thank you for everything you do, my friend. You're a great patriot. Thank you. God bless you, Mark. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. All right. You too. Take care. We'll be right back. Establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. The January 6th committee has turned out to be a thoroughly illegal and unconstitutional enterprise with no oversight and no ability to shut it down. No ability to hold it responsible for its activities. Because it uses the Constitution to attack the Constitution. They're protected by the speech and debate clause. But they're going around people's backs and pressuring companies to give up telephone information without informing the target. These are people who are not accused of having any role in breaching the Capitol building or in conspiring to breach the Capitol building. This is just a propaganda effort that history will condemn. And that's why Liz Cheney is a piece of crap. Adam Kingsinger is a mentally ill buffoon. And the Democrats on the committee are your usual Marxist hacks. I despise every damn one of them for what they're doing to this country. They have done more than any single person did breaking into that Capitol building. They have done more damage than any single person did in the riots of 2020 short of physically abusing fellow human beings. Because of the damage they are doing to our constitutional system. They are not a criminal investigative enterprise. They are not a fact-finding objective enterprise. They are a bunch of Politburo-style Putinites who are trying to chase down people with whom they disagree. And they've already announced their purposes. And now they have leaked texts that they got through a subpoena against Mark Meadows, the former chief of staff to the president. They have leaked those texts to CBS and to the Washington Post. We're more than happy to print them. No, 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 they're not Project Veritas, which, of course, is under attack by the very same elements in our government. And so this piece is written in the Washington Examiner, 
by Daniel Chayton, deputy news editor. Ginny Thomas, a conservative activist married to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, urged a White House official to release the Kraken. Text messages sent between Ginny Thomas and former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows obtained by the House Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot show multiple exchanges about overturning the 2020 election, including those voicing support for lawyer Sidney Powell to become the lead and the face of former President Donald Trump's legal team. Who cares? What does that have to do with anything? You got this Mark Elias running around. There's a reprobate. Sidney Powell and improved coordination now will help the cavalry come and fraud exposed and America saved, Ginny Thomas said in one message. November 13, 2020, according to the Washington Post. So what? So what? Where are Nancy Pelosi's texts? I say this over and over again. Where are her emails? Where's her testimony? Where are the leaks about her? She was responsible for protecting that building. And she is not. Powell, who became famous for saying that so that she would release the Kraken, referring to a massive mythical sea monster by exposing voter fraud, appeared alongside. What does this have to do with the story, Washington Examiner? Ginny Thomas' texts were leaked. Sean Hannity's texts were leaked. All kinds of people's texts were leaked. Who created no violence, who were not involved in any criminality, who weren't even trespassing or parading. Mark, don't want to wake you, Ginny Thomas wrote to Meadows on November 19. Sounds like Sydney and her team are getting inundated with evidence of fraud. Make a plan, release the Kraken, and save us from the left taking America down. Wow! She should be thrown into a gulag. Like so many others have been thrown into this gulag in Washington, D.C. She should be thrown into a gulag. Giuliani should lose his license. Throw him in a gulag. Every lawyer who's been involved in these matters, all of them should be thrown in gulags, right? Trying to understand the Sidney Powell distancing, she wrote. She doesn't have anything, or at least she won't share it if she does, Meadows said in response, after which Ginny Thomas replied, wow. The Washington Post reported that Meadows did not respond to the message. I'm responding to it. That's the extent of it. That's the big leak. That's the text. Now, these very same people would never want you to read their texts. Why doesn't Liz Cheney, just for the fun of it, release all of her texts? Is she not involved in a conspiracy now? Sure she is. Against Donald Trump. I could see her texts. Wouldn't you like to see her texts, ladies and gentlemen? How about Kingsinger? Oh, there's a head case. Wouldn't you like to see his texts? How about Benny Hill Thompson, who runs the committee? Love to see his. Can you imagine what Pelosi's texts have to say? Get that one! Get that one! Do this! F that! Did that! Did that! Dental appointment today! Gotta get new teeth! You know, stuff like that. And then if you leak those to the Washington Post and CBS, they wouldn't run with them. they go, oh my God, we, can, we can't. No, no. 
We can't do that. No, that's like actually asking questions of the nominee to the Supreme Court. It's going to slide right onto the Supreme Court without having gone through the controversy that the Republicans go through time and time again, regardless of their race or their genitalia. The media in this country suck. They are the worst. They're disgusting. They're frauds and phonies. Trump is right. They are the enemy of the people. If you're going to pretend you're objective and you're nothing more than a mouthpiece for the Democrats or for that Democrat administration, the government, and you're just as rotten as Pravda and Tosk. Remember that? Media in this country are the Pravda of this country. Wrote a whole book on it, if you care. New York Times, real scum. Covered up the the genocide against the Ukrainians. Covered up the Holocaust. Promoted Car- uh, uh, Castro. Yes, real scum. I'd say other words if I were just a podcaster, but I can't on terrestrial radio. That's probably a good thing. We don't want the kids to hear it. People still read this crap. But look how this committee leaks. And why wouldn't it? You have Swalwell on there. Chinese probably have all kinds of video of him. By the way, have you seen this special? The series special on Playboy, Mr. Producer? I think it's on A&E or the Discovery Channel. I just caught about 45 minutes of it the other night. Remember how Hefner was promoted as sexual liberation and, he, and, the, and the Hollywood uh, embraced him and he was promoted? This guy and these people were damnable predators of these young women. They would drug them. They'd get them drunk. They would molest them. They would rape them. In many instances, allegedly, the individuals evolved Sports athletes, Hollywood actors, famous men in media. And one of the people who went there all the time was Bill Cosby. This guy is a monster, Bill Cosby, absolute monster. I don't know how many women he abused, but it's a law. It's got to be hundreds and hundreds. But then there are others. Absolutely unbelievable what they did to these young girls. One of them committed suicide. She couldn't live with it anymore. Hef, Hef, how Hef was celebrated. Hef. He was an active Democrat, by the way. Gave a lot of money to Democrats. No doubt he supported Ted Kennedy, Chappaquiddick Ted. Or maybe Rapist Bill. You remember Bill Clinton? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of them or their families are free to sue me. Discovery's a bitch, and I'm happy to participate. I don't worry about these things. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Biden, I'd be very fortunate to run against, you know, Trump again. You'd be very fortunate if you didn't spill your oatmeal in your lap. Or you didn't lose your teeth in your hot tea. 
Or if you didn't walk on the walls. If you didn't call your wife your sister and your sister your girlfriend. You'd be very fortunate indeed. I mean, I don't know that we've ever had a situation like this. A lame brain as president and a brain lame as vice president. I mean, just incredible. Disastrous. Whatever you do, listen. I mean, don't listen. Don't talk about the 2020 election. Only talk about the 2016 Russia collusion election. Don't talk about the 2020 election. You'll get banned. You'll get banned from radio. You'll get banned from social media. You're a kook. You know, 2016, we had Russia collusion. Yes, tell us all about it. Let's have a criminal investigation. Let's have congressional hearings. Let's hand out Pulitzer Prizes that aren't even worth lollipops anymore. Yeah, let's, that's the 2020. No, no. Don't say anything about 2020. What are you, a kook? 2016? Oh, yes, 2016. I remember about 2020. No. Don't say anything. By the way, yes. Don't say anything about the nominee to the Supreme Court. Why? Unless, of course, you think she's fantastic. Oh, she's great. She's historic. But don't ask her anything about her essays, her opinions, the groups that support her. No, no, just vote for her. She's fantastic. And anybody who disagrees with her is obviously a cretin. But don't question how she actually was weak on child porn predators. Can you imagine? What, are you a racist? Yeah, don't, don't, don't ever bring that up. Don't bring up her support of critical race theory and sentencing. What are you, what are you, a racist? She only brought that up in the policy context. No, no, no. Don't bring up anything about her unwillingness to define what a woman is. No, don't do that. Because Daniel Balls at the Washington Compost, Balls, spelled B-A-L-Z. How did you think it was spelled? Because Daniel Balls has none. That's right. He saw an overlay of racism in the questioning of somebody who wants to serve for the next 40 years on the Supreme Court and vote in ways that affect everything related to how you live. He thought this was a very, very onerous situation. Republicans dared to question her. Ladies and gentlemen, they, they covered up 48,000 pages of her documents. Uh, they completely controlled what could and could not be asked. The media acts like this is no big deal. They attack anybody who dares to question her. Cory Booker makes an ass out of himself, but he does that all the time. He learned that at Oxford. He took A-hole 101 at Oxford. That's my understanding. So the most radical individual ever nominated to serve on the Supreme Court is going to fly through without a single Democrat objection. Oh, but we have Manchin from West Virginia. Oh, he'll stand up. No, he won't. Cinema from Arizona. She's fantastic. I've never even heard the sound of her voice. Have you? 
I want to thank the Republicans who spoke out. And then there's Romney, of course. He didn't like the way the hearings went. He thought the Republicans took a very nasty direction. You know, when I look at Romney, I'm always looking for, like, bugs in his hair. You know what I mean, Mr. Producer? He's got a lot of oil up there. Are there any flies or cockroaches in his hair? I just wonder. Seeping into that pea brain of his? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. God bless you. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our trucker brothers and sisters, and our freedom fighter friends in the Ukraine. Thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Be well.